0: this podcast replay is brought to you by craig zinn's acura pembroke pines visit the number one volume acura dealership in the southeast united states 12 years in a row at 15601 pines boulevard in pembroke pines all righty all righty all righty how you doing ira how's the travels
1: you know what? Enjoying the non-travels because it picks right back up after the All-Star break. The Heat won't be home again till March second. Off to New Orleans, Sacramento, Portland, Denver, and what'll be a challenging trip. So it's been a nice little bit, nice little respite. Most of the Heat guys getting the week off. Bam, All-Star game, Jaime dunk contest. So they'll be rested, but there really are challenges ahead.
0: Well, let me uh, let me you know before I get to the All-Star game stuff, which wasn't anything big, but the challenges. And I'm very intrigued about this Heat team and the finish now because, Ira, Ira, I need to see the team I saw the last two games. So the challenge for Eric Spolstra, and again, they have the perfect superstar for this because Jimmy's not a me-me guy. He's not, I got to get my 30 shots off. He's more than willing to facilitate, defend, help, He loves watching other people excel. So I don't think that's much that much of a challenge. And it looks like Jimmy's now maybe turned it on and he's going to try. I need to see because one of my complaints with the heat the last couple of years is you're a two point team in a three point world. Well, I saw a three point team the last two games, Ira. So talk to me about the challenge of playing that basketball for me the last two games.
1: Except. We've spoken ad nauseam on our accurate Pembroke Pines report about Jimmy, Tyler, and Bam being able to play together. Ah! And you can say it all you want, and you can wish it into existence. But they won the last two games without Jimmy Butler. They won the last two games without Josh Richardson and Terry Rozier, so Tyler Hero could be more of Tyler Hero. So Bam gets a little more free reign on what he wants to do. So Duncan Robinson gets featured more as a three-point shooter, because there's a role for them. So again, it's not about how much talent you have. It's about how the talent meshes. Right. We haven't seen this season. Honestly, big O when you think about last year's playoff run, Tyler goes out first half of the first game. We didn't see it in last year's playoff run. It is crazy that we are four years into this cycle with Bam and Jimmy and Tyler and we still don't know how it works together when all three of them start. So On one hand, you want to see this the final seven weeks of the season. On the other hand, you also are in go time. You have to win because if you haven't checked the standings, they're in seventh place. They're in a play-in place. They have to win games while they're learning on the fly. So it's interesting. We always talk about the Heat trying to develop while trying to win. Now they have to try to develop chemistry while also understanding the win column is everything. They are tied with Orlando for number seven, number eight. The Heat could face this path in the postseason. First round of the play-in for the number seven seed, Heat at Orlando. Magic's pretty good, especially at home. If yeah. the Heat lose that game, Heat against probably at home the winner of Atlanta-Chicago. Hey, they lost to Atlanta in the play-in last year. They trailed Chicago in the second half. For the right, and you could say on matchup you want to avoid. Because Big O, I would argue with you, Milwaukee, Philly, Knicks, Cleveland, I feel absolutely fine about that. But if you're going to ask me about the Heat against the Celtics, with the Celtics having revenge in mind, having added Porzingis, having added Holiday, you don't want no number eight seed this year. So there's a lot of work to be done. Yes, nice takeoff point. Beat Milwaukee, beat Philadelphia. But you have to keep it going, and you have to make it work with Jimmy Butler.
0: Yeah, no, I, I know you have to. But again. You can. That's where I have some hope, because Jimmy is the right star to make it work and and facilitate and all of that. By the way, if we're going to become more of a three point team, Jimmy's been shooting the three
1: a little bit better this year. So. No, and, and he knows he has to. But here here's here's the question I've been getting a lot since Duncan Robinson has had this really nice resurgence. In your starting lineup, you agree with me, Big O? You're not taking Jimmy Butler out of the starting lineup, correct? Are you- and of course, okay. you're not taking Tyler here out of the starting lineup because, you know, the pilot, you know, the backstory there. Come on, Big O. He earned his way in. He's played well. And you didn't give up a first round pick for Terry Rozier not to start him.
0: I have no problem there. No,
1: no, Those three are your starting wings. You can't start Duncan Robinson. You can't play the same game you played the last two games. There's not a starting role there. So what Eric Spolster has to do is manipulate his rotations. There is one way for this to work, and that's if you start Jimmy Butler at power forward in a league without a lot of power forwards. I'll give you a perfect example. You're going to play a Friday game against New Orleans. So you're going up against Jonas Valanciunas, and, of course, you're going to have Bam on him. But Big O, there's no reason that Jimmy Butler can't guard Zion Williamson as you're starting four. For sure. If he plays your starting four, then you can start Duncan at the three, Tyler at the two, Rozier at the one, and get your best lineup on the floor. God bless Nikola Jokic. God bless Caleb Martin and Haywood Highsmith for what they can do. But I can give you an alignment if Jimmy is willing. But Big O, at 34, 35 years old, do you think Jimmy wants to take that pounding from the start every single game as a power forward? Or do you believe Eric Spolster needs to push him in that direction to get his best possible team on the floor as long as possible?
0: I think Eric has to do what he has to do. And,
1: and, and if you're Jimmy Butler, you want to win a title?
0: Well, then, you know, do what the coach needs you to do, and you can do it. You're, you're not severely overmatched anyways, you know, at that – at. It, if, if if we're talking about a really elite power forward, okay, then that'll be a problem for him. But there aren't a lot of those, anyways, in the league. So yeah, you're right. I think uh, why not try it at this point? See, the only difference between you and me is I don't have that sympathy for Tyler Hero. And when you say earn, I'm sorry, Tyler Hero hasn't earned jack shit yet in this league. He hasn't earned jack shit for the Heat. He never stays healthy. He never stays in the lineup. He's not reliable. So to me, Tyler Hero hasn't earned diddly squat. Okay, everybody's still waiting for the kid with the scowl with the from the from the bubble, you know. So for me, I'd rather put him on the bench and keep. Why, why not Terry Rozier? Why
1: Terry Rozier is a given. Why does Terry Rozier prove it?
0: Nothing, nothing. But I think Terry Rozier is willing to play some defense and he can run the offense, and that's exactly what he is. Not Tyler is stuck in the middle, and he's really not a defender either. And so then that also hurts you. So I like him to come off the bench and give you life with the second group. That's where I think Tyler would well, actually – You know what? I'm
1: going I'm to disagree a little like we often do with the accurate Pembroke Pines report for this one reason. Terry Rozier is not going to be there when they resume play. He's still out with the knee strain at least one more week. Okay. So you're probably going to wind up starting – Bam, maybe Caleb, one of the guys that power forward, Jimmy to three, Duncan at the two, Tyler at the one. I would tell you this, Big O. If Jimmy, Tyler, and Duncan work, I would stay with it. And i tell Terry Rozier, you know what? You came into midseason. You're in a playoff race for the first time in five years, but we're going to let this roll because we realize, just like Big O said at the top of this hit, you need that three-point shooting in today's NBA. Now, Against bigger teams, you start this trip, you go to New Orleans, you go to Sacramento, they're playing Harrison Barnes in the four, you're fine, you, you go to Portland, they don't give a crap, who cares who what they're playing. What about Yeah, he's, well, he's doing all right. He is at spot moments, and then I'll tell you this, then you get to Denver at the end of this trip, and you saw what happened with their size when they had Jokic and Aaron Gordon killed them in the finals. That's yeah. when you need a true four, or at least the size of a four. Maybe you play Jovic on Jokic, so you can play Adebayo on Gordon, and you do start bigger in those games. So, yes, there are spots along the way. He started Jovic against the Bucs because they had Brook Lopez and Giannis. You have to go bigger. You're not telling Caleb Martin to guard Giannis or to guard Lopez. So I get that. So you know what? Be flexible with the pieces you can be flexible with. But like you said, understand three-point shooting matters. Understand this is a scoring league. No, you don't need to score 211 points but you need to score a little bit more than what you have because the defense really has started to come around. And by the way, yo bitch has been performing. The kid looks good, bro. Against Milwaukee, he didn't look just good. He looked yeah. fantastic against Philadelphia. That's what you get with a 20 year old. You get 24 points and you get four points because he's still growing. This is crazy because I'm writing the story. I, I posted the story this morning at sunsetville.com. Yo bitch is still four months from being allowed to legally drink in Florida. So the, you got to remember how young he is. He's coming along. He says, yeah, it's crazy. Either I start or I don't play. But he understands the process as well. I think he's looking more and more like a keeper. I'm glad they didn't throw him away when they made the deal for Rosier. I'm glad they didn't cast him aside in trading for Gallon Wright. Right instead of getting him on the buyout market. Blazers,
0: Blazers are hating life right now. They screwed up big time.
1: You know what? One of the things I really want to do when I go to the Blazers game after I talk to you next week in Portland, I want to ask Joe Cronin flat out, did you refuse to take the Heat's calls? I know he's not going to answer, and will probably look at me like, who the hell are you? But I need to know that because then he blew it. If he took the Heat calls and he made a decision that, hey, I like this deal better, that's fine. But man, can you imagine Big O the other way? I love Damon Lillard. Don't kid yourself, even with the Milwaukee struggles. But imagine if the Miami Heat now didn't have any future first-round picks, didn't have Jaime Hawkes, didn't have Nikola Jovic, and were so all in the moment with 35-year-old Damian Lillard and 35-year-old Jimmy Butler. There would be no future here.
0: No, oh, I know. I know. That's why I don't have a problem with turning the page and, and going young because I like what they have in the youth, and mm-hmm. I – I love what their front office is doing. They can find people now, drafted or undrafted. They're doing it all the damn time now, right. you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I think this is – they've had better draft picks, but what I'm saying is lately they've been doing the best job drafting lately. You know,
1: they've been consistently – Drafting and finding. And who knows? Alondis Williams might be the latest guy. And what they're doing up know. there in Sioux Falls right. and developing guys up there – that they're so loaded with talent in the development of program, they couldn't even get Jamal Kane off his two-way deal to a standard deal because they're working through all these other guys. So it does say something about what they're doing. Again, I am all in for development as long as you don't start complaining that they're not in the East Finals every year. You can't not- always have it both ways.
0: You can't have it both ways, right. but least, you know, the other thing you want to do is kind of keep yourself a little bit more liquid so you can then find that other star.
1: Right, flexibility, and maybe next time when you might have to offer a Hakez and offer Jovic, it won't be for a 35-year-old. It'll be for a 28-year-old, so you'll have that future there as well. I agree Makes with sense. that.
0: I, I totally, I totally uh, want it that so way. Well we All right. will
1: three years down the road trade Hakez and Jovic for Luka Doncic and we'll deal with it, but that's three years down the road. What would you
0: think of uh, All-Star? I was happy for um, I, By the way, I, I thought McClung got screwed on the first dunk. Uh, he should have gotten a better score from them. I didn't expect him to win, but I love that he got an experience to be a part of the whole thing, uh, hang out with some of the big names, do that deal, you know, do the dunk with Shaq and all that. Uh, I, to me, that's that was important for Jaquez and super smart by the league. Hey, bro, this is one of the top rookies. Let's get his ass involved in this weekend one way or another. I didn't expect him to win the dunk contest. No, and and he
1: showed how charismatic he is and how he appealed to the Latino market, and he played that up with his Mexican heritage. So I really thought that was a couple of good things right there. The kid gets it. The kid didn't go in there disappointed if he didn't win. You could see he relished every single moment out there. Now, the issue I have with this, this is the NBA Slam Dunk Championship. And two years in a row with G-League player, one who's not even in the NBA right now. So big O, I would say this: if Matt McClung can win, you might as well just open it up to all the street ballers, and we'll just get the best human beings out there dunking on that stage. The NBA has just lost its footing with All-Star Weekend. They regained some of it with Sabrina against Steph, and that was fun. Maybe we'll see more good. of that. That was good. Yeah, but but also, I mean, even the skills competition, I don't know if you got to watch or not. They didn't even know what the freaking rules were. They didn't know what was going on. They were making left turns and they were supposed to go right turns. This is a tough time for the NBA. Sometimes you just realize you reach a point of critical mass when you've done all you could do and it's time to move on to something else.
0: Well, Your problem with the NBA is if you're not taking the regular season serious, we're going to get to the All-Star now? Why would you?
1: And please, enough of they have to pay them more. If it takes money to incentivize, then they're not proud of their game. Big O, the winning players of the All-Star Game, each got $100,000. If that's not enough for them, then no amount is going to be enough anyway. It's a game as time sort of has come and gone, or just accept it for what it is. It's a no-defense shooting exhibition. It's sort of a a three-point shootout in competitive form, and you just accept it and move on. Don't be this curmudgeonly old man that, oh, in Mm -hmm. my day, they used to... Well, in your day, it used to be a different day. Right now... 20 of 30 teams in the NBA with the play-in advanced to the postseason. So you have a lot of players protecting themselves for the games that matter more. So right now, that's the way it is.
0: Yeah, it's sad, unfortunately, especially when you watch hockey and they give you an amazing effort every single night and they care about the regular season. What do you got going on the Sun Sentinel so Heat fans can check you out?
1: Well, I did my story about Nikola Jovich and how it's been start or nothing, and it's going to be start or nothing the rest of the way, maybe even some G League time, but he's established a foothold, and it was so important that game in Milwaukee to show what he could do and for Doc Rivers to take note of him. So I think that's a really important factor. In today's paper at your doorstep, I broke down the Eastern Conference playoff race, and you know what? The schedule is tough. Right now they're projected by a bunch of analytics and metrics to finish number seven. They have to find a way to get ahead of Philly or get ahead of Indiana, and that will require this, and every-game-matters approach. So they have five back-to-back sets left. You know what, Jimmy? You know what, everyone else? Play both games. You've told us all season through the first 52 games or so, 54, 55 games, that, hey, you're waiting for go time. Go time is now. You have two months until the playoffs. You can use that extra week before, the, you know, when the plane is going on, We'll see how serious they are right now. But we also know they did it the hard way last year. So in the back of their minds, they're saying to themselves, now we could do it again. That's going to be really hard for Eric Spolster to turn it around. And of course, now we're waiting for DeLon Wright to show up. Perfect play with the perfect time. Not saying he's going to play ahead of Rozier. Not saying he's going to play ahead of Richardson. But those guys are out. And because it's go time, you need someone now. And all of a sudden, you can guard quick point guards on other teams. Two thumbs up for that.
0: Yeah, oh, you know, definitely. They they have improved the point guard position drastically. They've got two capable bodies where they had one that wasn't capable of doing practically anything. So hell of a move by the Heat to improve themselves to get to the uh, playoffs and hopefully make some noise. Follow them on Twitter at Ira Heatbeat. Subscribe to the South Florida Sun Sentinel as always. Thank you, Ira. We will catch up later on in the
1: week or catch up with you from Sacramento at the crack of dawn next week. Thanks, Big O. Thank you, sir. There you go.
0: Ira Winderman and our Acura Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report.
2: You've been listening to the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report with Ira Winderman. When you're looking for award-winning service and great deals from the number one volume Acura sales dealership in the Southeast United States, you go to Craig's Inn Acura of Pembroke Pines at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines.
0: And go check out the certified pre-owned vehicles. They've got a beautiful selection, the largest selection there of brand-new cars in South Florida. For Acura's, of course, the number one volume sales Acura dealership in the United States. And that's at 15601 Pines Boulevard, just off of I-75 in Pines. Tell them the Big O sent you. It is Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. All right, a ride, alright. Ride, a ride. Uh, let's see, Orlando looking ahead. How ugly will this get, will this get with Jimmy Butler this summer? What do you think? I don't know. I'm not worried about that right now. Green line. Can't think about that right now, man. We don't even know what's gonna happen. So let's wait till we get there instead of talking about something that is not existing right now. What will be missed from Wilkins more than anything is his locker room attitude, his play. Dime a dozen. Ocala Joe is in. Eddie Lep. I think people value his antics. I think I read that one last time. Um, Let's see. Cosa Nostra. Big O. am about 30 minutes. Okay, I got that. Let's see. What else? Thank you, Lenny. I am hoping for a speedy recovery. Hopefully more to four than, than six weeks. Um, True FinFan says, some people just don't understand what the real issue with Wilkins is. He's a good player, demanding top-tier money. Wilkins is barely worth Sealers' deal. Thank you for your services, sir. See ya. Dude67, Big O becomes Frank the Tank from old school. What did I do? Uh, can we order a Lombardi trophy for the Dolphins? We can. We can order one. I'd like to earn one, but we got to order it. Brandon says he's not scared of no Celtics. Robert T is in the house. Any chance Alondis Williams gets a chance? We'll see. He's still young, but he is uh, improving. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Andrew says, Big O, have you talked about the Panthers yet? No, we haven't, bro. We haven't talked at all about the Panthers. We just had David Dork on the insider, bro. You may want to rewind and check out the entire Panther interview there, my brother. Uh, Did you guys see Brees Hall? Brees Hall uh, approached by a fan at the airport. They were at the um, baggage uh, carousel. And uh, this dude, if you want to uh, take down the... uh, the board there. Okay, you got it down. All righty. So this dude approaches uh, Brees Hall for an autograph and gets rude.
2: The Let's keep it. Or, the the stuff you right? You're not you yeah. no. get he in the fight. you You
0: so, uh, this asshole, and see, this is where, you know, he's like, he doesn't want to sign. And he's actually telling him, come on, slap me. You know, because Brees didn't want to sign at that moment, right? And says, hey, there's a time and a place for everything. And right now, I don't feel like being bothered or whatever. And uh, that's Carl Banks, the giant great next to him, trying to kind of, you know, get in the way of this all. And these are the moments that make fans look like absolute idiots. I mean, that's a guy that just wants an autograph probably to sell it. If you're a real fan, you don't act like a douchebag, dude. You're going to run into people at times at moments that they may not want to do something. They don't – and they're not – Brees Hall's not required to sign anything or to take a picture with you at all. And at the moment, if he doesn't want to be bothered, you got to respect that, dude. Walk away and say, damn, it sucks. I didn't get it. You know, sometimes, listen, if they're rude, then that's different. You know, like if you're like a Warren Sapp type, who's one of the biggest assholes in the history of sports, Okay? This guy is is as king-size an asshole that exists in all of pro sports. Warren Sapp. Terrible. Terrible person. Treats people like shit constantly. Okay? I don't know if he's starting to change in his older age. I don't really care anymore. Okay? I have zero sympathy for Warren Sapp. Zero. Now, if you're Warren Sapp, then that guy, go ahead and be a dick if you want. You know what I'm saying? But if he's being a decent human hey, listen, right now I don't want to sign. All right, cool. Thanks. Walk away. That's it. That's all. All you ask is that you're a decent human being about it. And it wasn't like Brees Hall was being a dick, but that guy was being an absolute asshole. And that's the part that those are the moments where sometimes, you know, um, fans don't deserve signatures and fans don't deserve the benefit of the doubt because of moments like that. This is how the story goes. Now you see the video. All right. and Hall's, uh, let's see, Um, Hall's great performances on the football field has made him familiar to fans. As seen by this latest incident at the airport, TMZ Sports published a video of a fan pressuring him for an autograph, which he declined. The video circled social media, so Hall felt it was necessary to comment on what happened via his ex-account. If you know me, you know I always show love. There's a time and a place for everything, but harassing me at a baggage claim ain't the time or the place. Um... Thankfully, Carl, my guy, Joe, were there to keep anything from happening. Okay. uh Brie Saul was thankful for the support. Da, 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 da. And uh, oh, and then Mike, Micah Parsons says, these aren't fans. These are resailers. They do not represent what real fans are, Parsons tweeted, which is true. But it's just like sometimes the, the, you're not entitled to the autograph. You're not entitled to the picture. You're not entitled to a moment with anyone that's a stranger. And in today's world, you got to understand, you got to be even more careful than ever because you really cannot trust anyone whatsoever. But these are the moments where I don't have sympathy for some of these fans because there's a bunch of you out there that are real fans and you really care about the players and that kind of stuff. And when the player's cool in return, that's the that's that's the important part that he's respectful, he's cool about it. Hey, I, I not right now. Okay, cool, no problem. There there has you have to have some level of and we're way past that nowadays. People just don't respect other people's space. Uh, Let's see. Dolphins have to VIN6 the account East this year. If they find a head coach, well. uh, Dolphin Dave, bro, we need English. I'm not sure if you speak the English language, but you did not type the English language there. Dolphins have to win six, VIN six, the account East this year if they bont find a head coach, Dolphin Dave from Illinois. They have to win the East, and if they don't, they have to find a head coach. I'm going to translate the gibberish to that. That's what you get too, Sean? Yeah, that's what I got. Okay. Norkow says, I think the Dolphins are allowed are allowed to change their logo this offseason. Do you think they will make any changes to the logo? No, doesn't look like it. Did you hear Marino? Marino says he doesn't think that Ross will ever change it because that's his baby. That's an ugly baby. Should have had an abortion. Uh, let's see. Uh, look at the number of wrestlers who are being chased down to sign every time at airports. Very sad. Well, there's nothing wrong with being asked it's the respect at that moment does the wrestler the artist the musician the athlete do do they do they do they not do they not mind being bothered at that moment or was it a bad time at that moment you know and they didn't want to be bothered that's just that's the key right there that's all just respect just respect their space They don't owe you a goddamn thing, dude. If they give you a picture or a a signature, it's because they're doing you a favor. They don't owe you shit. They're not required to do that at all. God, I can't get comfortable with my foot. Ah, Damn it. Anyway. uh, Let me get here to uh, a little birthdays and music history. Manny Navarro will be joining us in a few minutes. We should be joined by Manny. Have a little fun with him. Uh, Pretty good birthdays today. I actually looked at the list. Sometimes I just go cold. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo, pop singer, 20. Rihanna, 35. Kurt Cobain was born in the state in 67. We lost him in 94. Miles Teller, movie actor, 36. He's Rooster from Top Gun. Um, Trevor Trevor Noah, comedian, host. He is 39. Uh, Cindy Crawford, model, 57. Charles Barkley, basketball player, 66. TV host, too, right? Uh, Ivana Trump was born on this date in 49. We lost her in 22. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Sidney Poitier, born in the state in 27. We lost him in 22. Brian Littrell, pop singer, Backstreet Boys, 48 years old. Uh, Ian Brown, lead singer of the Stone Roses, 60 pretty good list today. There you go. That is birthdays celebrating today. Okay. And let's, uh, let's go with, uh, a little music history. Why don't we today on January, uh, February 20th, what happened today on February 20th in music history? Uh, In 1960, on this date, a 16-year-old guitarist named Jimi Hendrix made his stage debut when he played a show at Seattle's Temple de Hirsch Sinai Synagogue. He was fired halfway through the gig because of his show-off style and wild playing. Jimi Hendrix at a synagogue. Interesting. In 82, on this date, Pat Benatar married musician-producer Neil Girardo in Hawaii. In 1970, the Plastic Ono Band released their single, Instant Karma, which John Lennon wrote, recorded and mixed in one day the month before. In 76, all four members of KISS on this date had their footprints put in pavement outside Hollywood's Grumman's Chinese Theater. In 2003, 100 people on this date died after pyrotechnics ignited a Rhode Island club during a great white show the band's singer, Ty Longley, was also killed in the tragedy, which happened when foam soundproofing caught fire. The blaze sprayed so quickly, fans all tried to escape through the same exits. The two club owners and the band's former tour manager were all charged with involuntary manslaughter. That was a terrible day. Uh, in 2004, Queens of the Stone Age, Josh Holmes said he would carry on with the group after bassist Nick Oliveri and singer Mark Lanegan left it. And that's what happened today in Musica history. How about that? We uh, Can you send uh, Manny a... Uh, oh, there he is. The man, the myth, the legend, ready to go. Manny Navarro and our Canes where Miami Hurricanes report.
2: The viewpoint statements or beliefs expressed on the following program by the host guests or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyExcess.com dot com media grouping ownership management sponsors or website. If you're a Miami sports fan, there's only one store to go to, and that's Caneswear at Miami Fanwear in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your Inner Miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, T-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2655 South University Drive in Davie, and open 24/7 online at Caneswear.com or InnerMiamiwear.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Caneswear, the spot where Inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop. Time for Canes fans to get what they want, information, insight, and perspective. It's the Caneswear Miami Hurricanes Report with Manny Navarro, exclusively on a Big O radio show. Here's Big O and insider Manny Navarro.
0: Howdy. How you doing, my man? How was the pickleball this weekend?
3: Uh, it was great, man. Uh, ended up finishing in second place. My uh, partner, Elliot Fernandez, and I, we took second in the division, wish we would have won, but... Uh, did all right. Did all right for our uh, second tournament together. We finished third and second, our first two tournaments. That's pretty good. Okay. I like that. I like that. Where are you guys playing at? Well, we, we play at top-level uh, pickleball uh, in Miami. Uh, they, they run a bunch of tournaments throughout the year. And uh, those guys, JC and, and Ernie, they, they do a great job running all the tournaments. You have guys from all yeah. over South Florida, and the country, coming to play. Uh, we played at the Big Five. We played at the Big Five this past oh. weekend. Really? Right off of 8th Street? Right off of a street, yeah, and uh, 99th Avenue, I think it is, is where it was. That's where they, they held the tournament, and uh, it's a club, uh, where where I think it's a hundred dollar membership a year, something like that. And uh, you're, not, but, you're not
0: Cuban if you don't know the Big Five.
3: Well, absolutely. You got. You're an honorary Cuban if you do know what the Big Five is.
0: In fact,
1: <laughs> I mean, so, come uh, on,
0: bro.
3: But brother, I haven't been to the Big Five since the '80s. Yeah, yeah, that long. Wow. Wow, it's a beautiful facility now. I mean, the the way that they fixed it up is ridiculous.
0: I have not been there in decades, dude.
3: You got to go check it out. If you go, if you start playing pickleball, which I, I think you said you you, you might am, give it a shot, uh go 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 down am, there. And... The wife and I are going to, you know, once I get my foot fixed,
0: right. um I am going to, you know, the next thing is get in shape. I'm I'm losing weight already. Yeah? As you can see It's, my face. it's not round anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm in the process of at least dropping weight. Uh-huh. And uh, that way I can uh, start to get in uh, in shape. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So maybe I will. It's not too far from us. You know yeah. what I mean? But pickleball courts are popping up everywhere, dude. Every park now has, you know, pickleball courts because that thing is just out of control.
3: Great workout for, for people who are a little older like us. And, and what I love about the game, for, for those who haven't played it yet, all ages. You can go out there and play with a 70 year old and, and he'll be just as good at <laughs> returning the ball and and smacking it at you as a as a 30 or 20 year old. And, and so that's the fun thing about that.
0: I like it. Uh, dude, Um, before I ask you anything, Canes, wh- what are you what are you looking at? Like watching Chip Kelly leave and watching coaches leave head coaching yeah. spots going to coordinators. So is it just has the even the money is not enticing enough? To be a babysitter twenty four seven is that what
3: it is? Too much bullshit in college football. That's really what it is. Oh, I mean, it's uh, it, it, guys don't want to deal with the nil aspect of it, and and you got to think about it. While, while we've all known for years that 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 players get paid, right? We we've known that uh, college players get induced to pick certain programs. Somebody drops a bag, etc. It's an entirely different world now where you have to re-recruit the players on your roster. Before it was just the the high school guys, right? Or the, or, or the, uh, the Juco transfers, right? The guys who were looking to get in. Those are the guys. Now you got to recruit the 85 guys on your roster every single year. And, uh, if you want to keep them and, you know, find example, the money for example. it. Example the story now that
0: as the Canes lose, they might lose Nigel Pack.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Goes,
1: you know, yeah. Cause,
0: like, oh, okay, so you guys aren't any good anymore. Yeah, I'm gonna go get my last year, go get money somewhere else. And mm-hmm. I'm leaving you guys now. So then it becomes that much harder for Laronaga to rebuild the team again next year. Cause now he's got to also replace Nigel Pack.
3: Right. And 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 it and it happens to all these group of five schools all the time, which is why you've seen guys that have group of five head coaching jobs leave to go become an assistant coach. At a South Carolina or a Georgia state because the money in a lot of ways is equal. And now, Hey, what? I don't have the pressure of having to recruit an entire roster. I can just go coach football and, and, and recruit my position versus be a guy who's counted on to, to worry about an entire football team. So. I, I would uh, imagine Chip Kelly like told,
0: um, what's, uh, I forgot the, Ryan day. Ryan day, Ryan Day Like, okay. Hey, I'm coming to coach. I don't want to deal with this recruiting. And, and, yeah. and I, and all that. No, no, no problem, Coach. We'll handle all the recruiting. You do the coaching. I would imagine that's kind of what Chip Kelly wanted. Chip Kelly just wants to coach and. Well, I and can tell you, I can tell you all the time.
3: I can tell you a Chip Kelly story just from when I was hanging out with the South Florida Express a couple summers ago, and I called you in the car ride. Right? Remember that yeah. that, okay. that, that that where I did, and I was there with Brandon Innes, who ended up at Ohio State. Uh, we we drove to USC, UCLA, and USC with the entire South Florida Express football team. Uh, USC put out the red carpet. You know, uh, Lincoln Riley, all the coaches. They gave these guys special access. They uh, let them go inside the building, do all kinds of cool stuff. UCLA, they sent out their like D team to go greet us. Like one of the one of the trainers, uh, somebody in the recruit. No, Chip Kelly was in his office. Never came out to meet any of these kids. He didn't even bother. He didn't care. He didn't want. He didn't want to deal with. Hey, I got to sit here and wine and dine these these these. You know, five star four-star kids, I don't want to deal with that, right? I'd just, i rather just go out and use the transfer portal. So so for some guys, this was inevitable, and and we've reached a point now where when you have a power two, right, where you have uh, the the Big Ten and the SEC that makes so much more money than everybody else, they're able to pay assistant coaches what head coaches would make in weaker conferences.
0: Wow, that's that's amazing, dude. I mean, it really is uh, the way things have changed. And and the ba- it's just a, a big old babysitting job that you you've got and 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 people don't want a part of it. Uh, any I know we talked on Friday any movement at all with the coach with the running backs? Coach? Yeah,
3: well, no, we they 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 had the running backs coach previously. Now they have they settled on the uh, the DB coach Chevis right. Jackson, who actually I mentioned him to you uh, maybe two weeks ago when this first went down when uh, when their previous coach uh, what joined the Bill staff, uh, mm-hmm. Coach Adai. Uh, because he he coached with Miami's defensive coordinator at Marshall, Chevis Jackson. So it's expected that he's going to be the next uh, DB coach for Miami. Chevis played at LSU, uh, you know, was an SEC guy. Has recruited the SEC and and the ACC territory. So uh, from from a fit, uh, you know, as long as he works with the defensive coordinator and they get along, him and Lance Guidry, uh, that's what I kind of expected to happen. Uh, you don't you don't go out and just you know find uh, some ridiculously uh, good DB proven DB coach. You find a hungry coach at this stage in the game when, when you're when you're hiring somebody in February. So uh, Chevis Jackson's a guy that wants to rise up the ranks. This is a, a, a raise for him, and uh, he gets to work with a with a familiar uh, coordinator in Lance Gidry, who who worked with him at Marshall.
0: Dude, is um what what happens with the Pac-12?
3: Well, they're they're all. I mean, they're everywhere now. You have four of uh, of the former Pac-12 teams that ended up in the Big 10 and you, and I think you had six ended up in the Big 12. Uh the Arizonas, the Colorados, Arizona State, Utah, all those schools. And then the last two um it, it's basically the Pac-2 now. It's Washington State and Oregon State and uh you know they're trying to hold on to um the the money that they they got for last season right everything that they were able to generate from from are they gonna
0: um, try to bring in schools now is that
3: they're gonna gonna work they're gonna work now with the mountain west um to see if they either move into the mountain west or the mountain west moves into the pac-12 they've got a three-year window i believe to sort of resolve and get back to a minimum of six teams to remain as a conference so uh I, i suspect that what's gonna end up happening is they'll end up merging with the Mountain West they'll probably rebrand it in some capacity and uh you know try to stay on but they're not going to be they're not going to be viewed as a power conference right now as it as it stands it is the power two in a lot of people's eyes man it's it's the Big 10 and the SEC with the ACC and the Big 12 sort of holding on for dear life so they can have one of those you know uh five guaranteed uh, college football playoff spots. Uh, you know, they just came out with the 12-team uh, redoing the 12-team playoff format today. Uh, the NCAA officially announced that it's it's going to have the four power conference, uh, you know, winners uh, plus the 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 highest ranked group of five winners. So uh, for schools like Oregon State and and Washington State who were left behind, uh, it's it's try to get it together in the next two to three years and see if there's a way that you can remain. Uh, in a position to maybe be uh, a group of five conference that earns a spot, you know, with being a highest ranked program, etc.
0: And I ask you because they they just announced Teresa Gould as the the commissioner now of the Pac 12 and I'm like, what are you commissioning, bro? That's like uh, yeah, yeah. you the CEO of Velvet Cream Donuts. <laughs> yeah it's it's like I said there's, um, Dungeon, look- there's crispy there's <laughs> Andy where the yeah. fuck is velvet? There's no velvet cream. Yeah, you
3: know? yeah, like, brother.
0: <laughs> I mean, being the CEO of the Pac-12 now or the Pac-2 or whatever, right? Like uh, that's not that's not a job I really want, dude.
3: Yeah. Uh, well, I, I I think look, obviously, like I said, they're they're trying to re to regroup, and for the Mountain West. And these other group of five conferences, schools like San Diego State and Boise State and, and you know, tr- to try to get together with Oregon State and Washington State. You could say you're the best group of five conference, right? If you're able to, to sort of bring those teams in and Oregon State and Washington State remain competitive, which they have been at times. Oregon State was a good team this past year. Uh, Washington State with Mike Leach was respectable uh, before he left for Mississippi State. So those are programs that in the past with the right kind of coach. Uh, can be a you know eight nine ten win program and, and be competitive. So we'll see we'll see what happens going forward. But you're right, man. It, it is funny now hearing you know thinking Pack two and and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, and, and what where that conference is going? God, man. Yeah, that's uh, that's some sad stuff. All right, what are you working on the athletic? So uh, folks can check you out, my friend.
3: Well, today I'm writing a uh, piece on the uh, twelve. Uh, best roster additions since the end of the season, right? Uh, we know spring football is going to start on March 4th. That's when the uh, first practice is supposed to be. So uh, we're looking ahead, doing a little bit of roster conversation. So we'll have the best uh, 12 roster uh, additions that'll be coming out probably tomorrow. Uh, and then we'll have a piece on the 12 best returning players from Miami, guys that were on the team last year and who we expect to be major contributors for this coming season. So we'll, we'll, we'll have a little bit of Hurricanes talk uh, on the athletic there for you to, to check out.
0: All right, follow him on Twitter at Manny underscore Navarro and catch his work here twice a week doing his thing with our Canesware Miami Hurricanes report. And please subscribe to The Athletic. Manny, as always, thank you, my brother. We'll catch up later on the week. Good talking to you. Take care, buddy. Thank you, sir. And don't forget, visit our friends at Canesware, Brett, all the great people out there, man. They know what they're doing, Jeff, you name it. Uh, guys uh, rock it out there every single day. They got anything and everything practically with a Canes logo on it. Maybe you need a new light for the bar with a Canes logo on it. They've got that heat gear, inter-Miami gear. Hey, the lead, the, the, the season starts tomorrow. So if you're going to the game or you're going to watch it on television, you're going to a bar, get yourself a little kit, man. Get yourself a jersey. Get yourself, yourself a uh, an inter-Miami shirt, a messy shirt. Go over there to Caneswear, man. 2655 South University Drive in Davie, literally next to Las La dot Caneswear.com.
3: Welcome to Caneswear. New
0: store, new items, same great experience. Family-owned and operated since 2010, Caneswear has the latest merchandise from the Miami Hurricanes, Miami Dolphins, Florida Panthers, Inter-Miami CF, and more. Come visit us at our store in Davie on University Drive, just south of 595, or online at caneswear.com. Caneswear, the spot Miami fan shop. Yeah. A ride, a ride, a ride. Jasmine holding over a penny I like it immutable X up to three dollars and fifty cents we were talking about immutable X when it was 44 cents now it's 350. wow 7x baby 7x uh Aletheia under four cents now at four up 440 3.8 cents Pretty good stuff. A little bit of a dip here, which is good. Which is good. It's good for some folks out there. Get back in the game. Uh, oh, did you see how Madonna fell at her concert? She did a great job moving forward like nothing happened. I, I, I read a note about it somewhere on, I think, social media, but I have not watched it. I, I need to watch the video. She's pretty old, too, so... Got to be very careful there, dude. Sixty-seven is a Stone Roses guy. Nice job, dude. I like it. My mom's birthday today. Well, happy birthday, Giovanni, to your mom. Okay, Mrs. Castelloni. I would hope. Happy birthday to her. Uh, what you gonna get for Brees Hall? I don't know. I don't. I don't. Somebody trading Brees Hall or something? I have no idea. Uh, today in music, NorCal says Axel Rose cancels a live performance with throat issues. I made this up, but it's very possibly true. LOL. F (laughs) you (laughs) Axel. I'm sorry. Didn't have my glasses on dolphins. David, you're the best. Oh, did you say yesterday you will be doing some crypto-only shows? Yes, yes. And I just did one on Sunday. I will be doing one later on today. And it'll be all on social media, Twitter, okay? So I will post one later on today. Uh, Later this afternoon, I will do a a short crypto show, like, you know, 20, 30, 40 minutes. Something like that. Not very long, but we will be going over things in crypto today. uh, And it'll be social media. Like I always say, man, hit the notification bells. Uh, That way you know when we're on and when we're broadcasting. Uh, That's always important. Don't forget to hit the like button. Hit the hell out of the like button. Very important. So you can check out the show that we did uh, a couple days ago on Saturday. I think it was not Sunday, Saturday. Okay. Brees Hall was being harassed by a fan for autographs at the airport and and advised no. Buddy went out. Yes, we we played the video. We talked about it already, my friend. And I felt bad for Brees Hall because it's definitely not his fault. Did you see Anthony Rendon? Anthony Rendon is what I call a coward. Okay, and and I'll tell you why he he is a stinking coward, Anthony Rendon. Es un pendejo. That's how we we like to call people like Anthony Rendon. Un pendejo. Do you know why he's un pendejo? Because this is a guy that signed a big deal and has not lived up to it. In fact, let me uh let me read it for you here. the last couple of years. He was on a tear in 19, and in 18, and 19, in 17, 18, and 19, or actually 16, 17, 18, 19, where he had 38, 41, 44, and 44 home runs. He drove in during that time 85, 100, 92, and 126 RBIs, then got this big-ass contract with the Angels. He has hit 11, 13, 10, and 6 home runs in the last four years. He has hit 31, 34, 24, and 22 RBIs, okay? And I tell you that Rendon is un pendejo and and a punk and a coward, and that guy doesn't have one ounce of a man, okay? Because this is a guy that's been severely criticized and well-deserved Because he's been a dog of all dogs. He has been one of the biggest busts in the history of all of sports. Signing a big-ass contract. So, he puts out about baseball. It's never been a top priority for me. This is a job. I do this to make a living. My faith, my family come first before this job. So, if those things come before it, I'm leaving. And let me explain the... Child psychology behind all of this. We all know your family should be first. Sean, whatever happens for us, family, whatever, he knows it. I tell him first, family first, bro, go. Go take care of it. He's got a family issue. He tells, bro, don't explain. Go. There's no questions asked. He has a personal issue. He has a health issue, whatever. Hey, I got to do it. Go take care of it, dude. Go take care of it. That's priority. That's what I tell Sean every time. Does Sean have to tell me that family and health is first? No. They don't have to tell me that. But you know how Sean works and I work and, you know, a lot of you out there work? That work means something to us. And so Anthony Rendon is trying to play child psychology with the rest of us because he knows he's been an utter failure and he hasn't lived up to that contract. And because – he can live up to the contract because he is a choking dog. Es un perro, un pendejo, okay? And he has folded like a cheap tent under all of that. He now throws out the guise of, well, guys, this isn't that important to me. Like, hey, it isn't that important to me. Maybe that's why I'm not doing that well. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Tu lo que eres un descarado, brother. That's what you are. That's all, bro, you're a piece of shit, Anthony Rendon. You're a coward bro. That's why you threw that out there. instead of saying, you know this has been the roughest four years of my life. I really wanted to live up to this contract. I have failed the Los Angeles Angels, I have failed the fan base. you know, baseball means a lot to me, and I'm trying my best and I know that I, and I do and I deserve the criticism that I get. That's what a man says. Because us men, we address our shortcomings. We address our mistakes. That's what we do. That's what human beings do, men or women. That's how you get tougher. You face your your mistakes. You face your failures. But trying to play this child psychology bullshit, you know, and now he's getting ripped for not saying how. important. that's because, of course, he's a failure. He's a choker. Anthony Rendon is one of the biggest Amarillo players in the history of baseball. A es Amarillo. That's all. He's a choker. He's a dog. Un pendejo. He has no ounce of man in him. That's why he answers like that. Because your job should mean something to you. I'm not telling you it should mean more than your family. I'm not saying it should mean more than health. But it should mean a hell of a lot to you. And you should always use it as a priority, especially when you're getting paid and you're stealing Rolando, the amount of money that Anthony Redon is robando for being a a little wussy that folds in pressure because that's what it is. So go play the child psychology somewhere else, my brother. On this show, we're going to expose your ass, Anthony Redon, pendejo, choker, amarillo, thief, that's what you are, buddy. You probably should be arrested for thievery is what you should be arrested for. Yeah. If Descarado was a crime, you'd get the electric chair. Hey, don't forget, if your business wants to be a part of our platform, 786 754 4664, that's 786-754-4664. Uh, you can't lose weight on bacon and sugar? Probably not. Now, if you eat one strip of bacon and have one Coke for the entire day, I think you could still lose some weight. Brett says, "A joker, a smoker, a toker, a midnight choker. He sure wants to steal that money. That's right, Anthony Rendon. What a what a piece of crap that guy is. Three hundred million dollar absolute mistake is Anthony Rendon. That's what he is." An absolute mistake. Anyway. Uh, Don't forget, folks, you can make a donation through Cash App or Venmo. At Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show. Cash App or Venmo. Seeing... We got going on. All righty. I think we're gonna wrap it up, folks. You got any questions for me? You got anything for me? Uh Sean, did you watch Raw last night? Any thoughts on the last match? That's from FinFan, Sean. You got something?
2: Yeah, Chad. I think they're setting up for
3: WrestleMania Jay versus Jimmy.
0: Okay, there you go. Well, folks, I think uh, we're going to wrap it up. We thank David Dwork. We thank Ira Winderman. We thank Manny Navarro. We thank all of you for tuning in, as always. Uh, We will be, um, God, I want to say March 15th will be our first broadcast at the youth fair. And we're going to be out on the on the midway. By the way, we're going to have uh, we're going to give away some family four packs, so uh, stay tuned. Uh, the fifteenth, we will be broadcasting in the afternoon. They will be afternoon shows like last year, uh, and this time we're going to be out in the midway. So it's pretty cool because we get to broadcast out in the midway now. Uh, the fifteenth of February of March. I'm sorry, the twentieth of March. And I want to say April 2nd. I want to say, is April 2nd a Wednesday? That Because uh, it's a Friday, the 15th, and then two Wednesdays after that. And I want to say it's the 20th and maybe the 2nd or something like that. It's a Wednesday. Um, I know we uh, did the meeting yesterday. So we'll have three broadcasts over at uh, the youth fair. And they will be afternoon broadcasts. All right, because of my foot and all that stuff, I have to be a little later. I I, I have a I have a private driver. It has to be my wife, so that's why I was saying I need a private driver for the concert on Friday to go see uh to go see Vandenberg. So, unfortunately, hey, um, what's it called? That's a Tuesday. Oh, it's a Tuesday. So maybe it's the third. It's a Wednesday. Yeah, maybe it's the third. I think I, I, I'm i not sure about the third date. I'll tell you. I know the 15th and the 20th for sure. The, that's a Friday and a Wednesday. We're definitely doing those. And then there's one more. Not sure exactly, but yeah. So we've got three of them and we'll have some fun with that. And don't forget to call our friends at Slomans at 1-800-ALARM-ME. Last minute thought of the day, pendejo. Rendon is treating his job like the way a teenager working at McDonald's usually does. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Maybe he can go in for me tonight and wait on some tables instead, and we can split his contract, big O. I'm all for that. I'm all all for you getting his contract. Because I am sure, Jimmy, you work a hell of a lot harder, and you're more reliable than Anthony. Pendejo Rendon. Okay? I'm pretty sure of that. By the way, did I talk about pot sales at Madison Square Garden? So the world's most famous arena could soon be the greenest. A top New York State cannabis regulator recently predicted that marijuana will one day be sold at Madison Square Garden. The new frontier. Mm. uh they're going to be selling weed at msg eventually damon Fagan, chief executive uh, chief equity officer at cannabis management um msg by the way declined to comment but no further indication it has plans on selling weed the manhattan arena is covered by the state's clean indoor air act which prohibits smoking or vaping indoors but the New York law that legalizes cannabis in 2021 allows for licensing of lounges where weed can be served by bud tenders. I've never heard of that in my life, bud tenders. Much like the exemption for cigar bars and anti-smoking laws. See the bigger picture here, fellas. In a freewheeling one-hour, 22-minute interview, forgon also ranted about against, Oh well, whatever, all right. But anyway, so but he's uh, predicting that you'll be able to go, which I got to say, it's pretty cool to go to the one of the most famous arenas in the world. One of the best places to go see a concert and one guy's grabbing a beer, the other guy's grabbing a hard liquor and the other guy's grabbing a joint. Now, what the hell are they going to charge for a joint in Madison Square Garden? Think about that one. What are you paying, 20 bucks for a joint? A joint that cost them like a dollar? So they're going to charge like 20, 25 bucks for a joint? Anyway, why does MSG suck? Madison Stoner Gardens. Like it i like it okay you watch the snack treat food court sales explode from the munchies automatic right they smoke halfway through the show they're getting munchies lenny pena says 29.99 plus tax for a joint at msg it will pizza sales will go through the roof That would be awesome to smoke weed at the game, mwah! Uh, because the teams that play there are awful. Well, I mean, you know, that's all right. Wait, wait, wait a minute! Aren't the Rangers having a decent season? You're, you're not being—I think you're not being fair. I think the Rangers are having a pretty. Actually, the Knicks are having a good season too. I'm so used to the Knicks sucking. But uh the Rangers I think are having a good season, right? Let me see. Where are they in the conference? Yeah, they're third, man. Yeah, so they're 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 doing good. And the Knicks are doing good this year actually. They actually are doing all right. Knicks are fourth. So, there you go. Anyway, Uh, We are out of here. We thank David Dwork. We thank Ira Winderman, Manny Navarro. If you missed any of those interviews, you can catch them there and just rewind. Or, of course, Sean Stanley will be posting that and other segments here on the channel. Uh, We thank Sean Stanley, the man, the myth, the legend that masters this entire platform. We will see you tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Y'all be good out there. We'll see you same time, same place. Same bat channel.